If you're really concerned about the feelings of the monsters, then you just might be playing it wrong. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcasts about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. Ah, and welcome to episode 16 of Playing It Wrong. What am I talking about? I don't know. Yes, I do know, but I'm just... I'm just trying to catch up because I missed last week's episode. I'm sorry, folks. Real life's been sort of a kick in the teeth every other day. It takes about five times longer to do anything than it used to. And, of course, we have appliances and fritz at home. So that's a whole nother adventure that I'm going through the next couple of weeks of replacing dishwasher and range. Yay! But anyway, you're not here to listen to my woeful tales of my wonderful life. It's about gaming, which I'm not doing because, well, we gamed at the FLGS and it's closed except for curbside delivery. And no, I haven't messed around online because my schedule is just so fucking wonky. I mean, I have no extra time at all. As you saw, I'm hardly posting and, well, missed last week's episode, so... But I'm going to try to do better because I guess I'm getting used to the routine. I don't know. Um, no, I'm not going to get used to this routine. I'm... No, I want my life back. Anyway, let's talk about this episode, okay? So what am I talking about this episode? Wizard skills, magic guilds, you know? You always got them in your world, you know? And I remember when I did my first uh, D&D sort of world overall, I had one huge magic user guild, and it was extremely neutral, neutral to the point of being almost United Nations neutral, of like, yeah, there's a necromancer, who cares? And um, recently, in the last couple campaigns, I haven't even used one. But then I started thinking about it again. I mean, heck, I've got a thieves guild, I've got an assassin's guild, shouldn't they have a guild too? But then again, why should they? Wizards are notorious for hoarding their secrets, especially from other wizards, so they really wouldn't be sharing spells in the guild. Um, You could make it like a magical 7-Eleven, so to speak, but I don't want to do that. So, you know, player characters don't have a place to run for a magical 7-Eleven. So, I mean, what would the guild actually do? So that got me thinking again. I, I... while I don't have lots of time to do stuff, I do have plenty of time to think. Now, what comes out of my mouth may be something entirely different, but I was I was thinking. The whole idea is, I think I want to add these back into my world. So, it got me thinking, because for one, like the Assassin and the Thieves guilds aren't one worldwide guild. They're all localized. And for magic users, like I said, there's, there's some special considerations, because... You know, they're secretive about their powers and where they get them, and I don't want a magical 7-Eleven for the player characters to go and run and like, okay, we'll buy magic stuff from the Magic Guild. Or the Magic users are going, I'll just buy spells from the Magic Guild. No, 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 no. Go out and venture for the damn shit. But, so, what would be the purpose? And then I realized, well, the purpose would be determined locally. Now, there's been two main cities that the player characters have adventured in. One is Garnax, and for the magical guild in that city, I'm looking at a more economics-type thing, because one of the primary magic users in the city is Lady Vasha, who runs the Night Market, which is basically the market that takes place over takes place of the regular market square at night, 
to sell, well, whatever obscure ephemera, potions, fortune tellers, and all that. So, in this city, you know, and the other magic users who have showed up have kind of been you know, pretty much on their own, but they're really not kind of just selling their services, but not really doing anything as far as selling actual goods in any kind of organized way. So in a way, I guess that they could work, not necessarily work together, but keep tabs on who's doing what, and much more worried about economics, not so much as a trade guild to protect their, uh, their markets, their market share, so to speak, because I hate talking about economics like this, but um, just kind of what's going on, almost like a chamber of commerce, so to speak. Now, the other city that they've uh, done a lot of adventuring in is Malkuth. Now, Malkuth has a different situation where it's pretty much ran by five wizards, each who inhabit some ancient towers. Um, there's one for each element, including spirit, but it has more to not to do with what the uh, the aptitudes of the magic user, but the choice of architecture of the tower. So it's much more of a name thing than anything. But these five wizards kind of run the city along with, well, basically the Assassin's Guild. Um, but it's kind of a reproaring city. But it, this city is much more about you know, the political power. They're not trying to expand their power, but they at least have a good power base within the city. Now, with those two exceptions, um, there probably isn't any other Wizards Guilds in the entire world because there's no need for it. Um, the Wizards won't organize because they have no reason to. Um, and they want to keep their secrets to themselves, so, you know, they'll find apprentices, train apprentices, and boom, there you go. So, I, I don't know, I think that the whole wizard guild thing is possibly just, I don't know, it, use it if it works, if it doesn't work, don't use it. Those are my examples for my world, too. Like I said, you can use it if you want to, don't use it if you don't want to. And wow, do I feel out of practice doing these freaking podcasts? My brain and my mouth are not working. But there's no reason you can't have one that just pretty much focuses on keeping magic out of the wrong hands. Well, then generally by wrong hands, they'll probably mean themselves. Um, but you don't want anybody just picking up a spellbook learning magic. You don't want no, the wrong people with the wrong artifacts, whether well they're good or evil, that sort of thing. Or a guild that sort of acts as a we'll call it secret police of the wizards, making sure that they don't abuse their powers like, oh, charming the warlord to start a international or an inner kingdom war, something like that. But I kind, you know, for me, I'm one of those old school guys that I kind of want the world to be fluid and I don't want anything really pigeonholed in a corner, which in a way I feel those last two kind of do. That doesn't mean that specific individuals in my world may have those sort of ideals, but there's no organized group that has those ideals. And now I'm going to go over one more type of uh, Magic User Guild, and that would be the Manufacturer's Guild, the Artificers. Now, Alchemist, okay, one-shot potion, occasionally making a wand, that's cool, but I definitely do not want anybody mass-producing magic items in the game. It's one of the things I hate about Pathfinder when player characters were doing it, I just don't want NPCs to do it. That really takes the magic out of magic items, plain and simple. There's no wonder. It's just a better thing because it's magical. Magical has Magic has just literally replaced technology in that point. It's the sword 2.0 or the sword plus one or the armor plus one, whatever. It, it really takes away 
the magic and the wonder out of magic items if all the crap is just mass produced. Once again, these are my rambling thoughts on magic guilds, magic user guilds, wizards guilds, whatever you want to frickin' call them. And so, what are you going to do in your world? Are you going to do the same thing? Do something different? Or am I going to read from tomes of ancient knowledge and see how tongue-tied I am because I'm totally frickin' out of practice on this? One, this in one week and my whole brain just frickin' shuts down. So I should say that's enough about that. So I'm going to go on to the reading from the Tomes of Ancient Forbidden Knowledge. I know I'm being lazy today and not doing the bumper, but I'm still behind the power curve on this. I will figure out something really cool and funny to do next time. But maybe this will be funny too, because like I said, we are on Supplement 3, Eldritch Wizardry. And last episode was me trying to figure out the frickin' psionics, which I didn't. But there's more goodness in here. So I have to go here, because I'm having to bounce around a little bit, because, well much like a lot of the little brown books, this one's not organized that well at all. So what do we have here? I already talked about druids. Druids are now their own class, which is fully own class, which has come through with a lot of, a lot of retro clones. Swords and Wizardry has finally made, you know, made druids their own class, with their own spells, which is cool, it's cool. But here's one of the things, another one of those things that just doesn't make the cut in the retro clones. And we have... Alternate Combat System Edition. This question of when various actions take place during a melee round often arises. It just happens, guys. In order to simplify and easily satisfy the problem of when any action can take place, the melee round has been further subdivided into pre-movement, movement of six segments, and post-movement, or eight pairs in all. This does not make it simpler. All melee activities, including missile fire, which doesn't make sense because missiles aren't melee, spell casting, movement, and combat, then are assigned to some, possibly all, part of the melee turn. I have no fucking idea what that means. Actions other than moving or fighting are based on the dexterity modifier rating of the character in question. Movement is based on the standard movement allowances with optional adjustments by the dungeon master recommended. Okay, to compute adjusted dexterity, simply take the dexterity ruling, uh, rating I'm sorry, of the player character or monster in questions, including any additions or subtractions for magical devices, and then compare bonuses and penalties. And then you'll get the stupid chart to figure out what the hell's going on. And it is, once again, it is one of those atrocious things. And then we've got more adjustments for dexterity, including weapon in hand, weapon ready, spell or scroll ready, word of power, symbol, holy word, uh, complete surprise, surprise, if the character is an elf. And the penalty is based on armor, shield, shields, uh, shield, um, entering a door, second rank, reading a scroll, encumbered, and how much you're wounded and the level of the spell. Becoming up more than we have another movement chart to figure out how more movement is. There's a reason this shit didn't end up in the Retro Clones is because it makes no effing sense. And it complicates the game even more. Which, you know, a lot of us little grognards, we ignored that shit when it was new. We did. You know, the young kids are like, well, look, this is really silly in here. Well, guess what? We knew it was silly back then, too. We just didn't use the crap. Okay, maybe a few people did. I just know I didn't, so... So, what do I... Because I, I kind of had to skip around, so... What we're going to do is we're moving ahead, 
And actually, now we're moving ahead because we're going to get into druid spells. And actually, I want to save druid spells for next episode so we can go over the actual druid spells. In case we know there's other neat stuff in Elvish Wizardry too. So I'm not totally taking, you know, taking the the book to task because it's got the classic, uh, some very classic demons and monsters and artifacts. So we're going to stay tuned for that, folks. And I know this episode's a little short and it's very poorly put together because, like I said. I'm out of practice already, and I've just got so many things that I'm juggling around in case you're following me. Hopefully, hopefully, things will get better. One of the things I did is I got a Chromebook. So that's going to help me hopefully get some more writing done, working on Gazebo Gazette number three. Yeah, that's almost done. I had to come up with some extra stuff, and some stuff I wrote was like total crap. So I'm not going to burden people with that. And a lot of the projects that are be coming out thanks to that thing. And I know I have not posted on YouTube for a while, but my desk where I was doing all the videos is now taken over by a work computer since I'm working at home. So that's going to be a hiatus for a while. And we are still sitting there at 49 likes on Facebook. They might be gazebos on Facebook. One more like, it means I'm going to be forced to make bonus episodes. I know you'll be tortured by my voice and my rambling. But hey, I'm going to try to make those bonus episodes yeah, still rambling, but hopefully a lot more fun. Because you know what? We need fun right now, folks. So with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. Thank you for listening. Like us on Facebook if you want to hear those bonus episodes. Or hey, even one more patron on Patreon at you know patreon.com forward slash they might be gazebos. And hey, I will start doing a weekly bonus episode, which will always go out to patrons first. Probably about a week or two or I don't know. And with that, I will bid you adieu. So keep rolling those dice, killing those monsters, taking their stuff, and having fun, because that is what it's all about, folks. Let's have some fun out there. Safe fun.